Good afternoon. It's 4.30. Welcome to Valley Voices. I'm your host, Amy Haddon Marsh, and my guest today is local award-winning, multiple award-winning author, Dr. Nancy Bo Flood. Nancy's a longtime Glenwood Springs resident and a founder of the Child and Family Counseling Center there. She's lived in London, Hawaii, Japan, Africa, and the Western Pacific. She and her husband, Dr. William Flood, spent decades in Navajo or Diné country. Nancy has written more than 20 books and teacher and student guides about water, Navajo culture, Micronesian culture, the impacts of war on families, and more, and has made countless presentations on these subjects internationally. Her book, I Will Dance, was published last summer. Ya'ate, and welcome to the show, Nancy Flood. Thank you so very, very much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I. it was just a little self-disclosure. I ran into Nancy at the uh, Glenwood Springs Social Hub, the recycling center, a couple of weeks ago. And even though I hadn't seen you for probably years and you had the mask on, I recognized you immediately. It was like, oh, hi, Nancy. It's Nancy Flood. Yes, so I it's... recognize your voice, your wonderful voice. <laughs> well, thanks. So I wanted to say welcome to the show and first congratulations on your book, I Will Dance. Describe the book for us. Well, thank you. I have been uh, interested in uh, dance companies that include all abilities. And uh, there is a company in Minneapolis called Young Dance. And they do include all abilities and all ages. We also have one right in Denver called Feel the Beat. So I watched these dancers and was just amazed. Such a unique company of dancers move with such joy and such passion. My tears were just kind of tumbling down. I saw them smiling, laughing, giving each other hugs in this wonderful community that they had created, sharing their passion to dance. I felt like I really wanted to share this amazing experience with uh, other young readers as well as parents. And so that was the beginning of I Will Dance. So that was the inspiration for the book. Tell us again what the the storyline is and who the character is in, in the book. Yes, the main character is a young girl, Ava. We start um, quickly with her birth. She was uh, born very prematurely, not expected to live, not even expected to live 10 minutes. Um, she, her CP was severe enough that she is in a powered wheelchair. She can move uh, one hand and her facial muscles, and that's about it. From the beginning when she was three, when I talked with her mother, her adoptive mother, um, she, uh, Ava said, I want to dance. And her uh, mom said, well, let's, let's pretend. Let's, uh, and Ava said, no, I want to dance. And they found a dance teacher for her to have some private lessons and so she could wear her tutu. And Ava said, no, I don't want to imagine. I want, and I don't want to dance alone. I want to dance with dancers. So that I I couldn't resist such an amazing expression no of, of um, determination mm-hmm. from a young person, and I think also it 
once again, really nudged me to look beyond, you know, what we see on the outside and realize that every single person has their hopes and their dreams, their aspirations, and the things they love to do and want to do. And they ever wanted to dance. So this is a story then in this picture book of their discovering Young Dance Company and, in fact, getting past her own fear again. What will they think of me? Will they tell me to go away? How we all feel when we start a new experience, you know, and just rolling through that door and here I am. Um, And everyone greeted her, welcomed her, and she became part of the company. So that is... uh, the story of that's I Will the Dance. That's the story. Wow. That's just, that's wonderful. How powerful is that? Um, and so this was, uh, you know, I noticed on your website you had a a brief um, animation with some wonderful music about the beginning of the story. Can you talk about that animation and, and who created that? Oh, yes. This, um, this, uh, a, a nice little 60-second book trailer uh, that um, the music was created by my son-in-law, Dean McGraw, quite a musician. He actually performs here in the Valley in the summer times. Um, and I think it shows, um, the animation shows the, the determination and the joy both, as well as the fears as this young girl follows her dreams and follows her passion. It's beautiful. And I'm I'm looking forward to reading that book and reading your other books too, you know, you have more than 20 books and, and teacher's guides uh, from all different uh, cultures, from Micronesian culture, Hawaiian culture, Diné culture. Um, and, you know, I want to touch on what appears to be a theme throughout your work. And I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but that theme seems to be compassion for for others who are different from us, whether that's whether those people are disabled physically or mentally or of a different skin color or culture. And what has fed that well within you to pursue this theme? Oh, what an interesting and wonderful question, uh, Amy. I'm I'm not really sure, except that uh, growing up in a on a, in a small community in Illinois, my parents, but particularly my grandmother, um, she welcomed everybody into her farmhouse. And it was a place where people came. And I remember being a little girl, you know, again, only three, four, five years old, and someone would be knocking at her kitchen door. And sometimes it was the old lady with the uh, hardly any hair at all wrapped in a tight bun that, that needed some fresh eggs or some fresh vegetables, and also just needed some companionship, sit and talk. And sometimes it was uh, some of the people, especially women, who were having a tough time at home, maybe some really uh, severe domestic abuse. They'd knock at her door, and Grandma would welcome them in and uh, find some clean clothes, always offer food. I never, uh, I didn't ever know anybody that left my grandmother's kitchen without an armful of food fresh vegetables, fresh, fresh eggs, and a fresh welcome. You know, you're, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, um, but I'm going to get back to some other books and stuff. But you're working on a book called Wake Up, Walking Grandma Home. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's about your grandmother. She sounds like she was 
quite an inspiration in your life. Can you talk about that? Oh, sure. This Walking Grandma Home is uh, really a combination of when my own grandmother passed on, as well as my mom. My mom um, passed on just uh, one year ago. Um, and the experience of letting go and loving somebody at the same time was so powerful, uh, and to share it with family. And I wanted um, to share that experience with children and their families that 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 we all share these common feelings, no matter what color skin we have, no matter what culture we come from, that um, family is so important. And then when we have to let go of somebody, that it's a, it's a real tough process. And it, But when we are helped through that process by other family members, <laughs> you know, we're all surrounded. I have seven siblings, and we're surrounding my mom's bed, and knowing she only had a few more hours of life on this planet, and uh, telling stories and laughing and crying and being there for each other, as she always was there for us. What a wonderful image. Sorry to hear about your mom. Um, So she and your grandmother are both uh, definitely inspirations for this new book that you're working on, I'm hearing. Absolutely, yes. Well, Talk about uh, how you went from psychotherapy, from child and family counseling, to traveling, writing, and eventually to the Navajo Nation. That journey? Uh, <laughs> it's a long one. one. <laughs> I, right. I started out um, very much interested in child development, how children learn, and why they learn, their motivation. Um, so... That was sort of my academic background as well as when things go amiss and there's learning disabilities or emotional problems. Um, and what I, what I have learned in this journey that every experience really um, uh, informs us, maybe at a deeper level or at a wider level, about understanding human beings. What a mystery we are, huh? <laughs> Our different behaviors. So uh, what I found out, too, is that well, I think one of the most powerful ways we help ourselves heal as well as help children to heal is through story. And I remember when I was counseling children, and they would um, want to be telling the same story over and over and over again, sometimes with puppets and sometimes with drawing and sometimes just you know, just, just telling it, that, that we try to understand our experiences by um, learning through story. So that really, I, I've always loved reading and I've always loved writing. And so it was like, okay, I, I would like to be able to offer to children and their families not only maybe some counseling, but also um, stories that you can see yourself in that book or you see someone that you're trying to understand in that book. Uh, and it helps you to realize, oh, we all do share these same worries and fears and doubts enjoys. I love that, seeing yourself in the book. I mean, how many books really speak to us like that, you know? Um, and that's, that's wonderful. It's a, it's a nice, it's wonderful to remember that. The next time I pick a book up, it's like, hmm, I wonder if this is really going to speak to a part of me or what, I mean, you know, because maybe that's what attracts us to a certain book. 
you know, or certain film or whatever, is that there's something right. about the story that um, that we can relate to on a personal level. Absolutely, and I think when we when we relate to we relate to that character in a book on a personal level is when then that um, story really does, in a sense, there's some some change, some shift, some transformation within ourselves of either accepting ourselves or understanding or forgiving you know, whatever the journey is. Yes, that's true. You know, I want to remind listeners, it's 444, and you're listening to Valley Voices. I'm Amy Haddon Marsh, and my guest today is local award-winning author and world traveler, Dr. Nancy Bo Flood. You know, Nancy, you've written several books that grew out of your time or have grown out of your time with the Diné. Cowboy Up, about the Navajo Rodeo, with photographs by uh, Jan Sonnenmayer. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Right. Very good. And uh, First Laugh, Welcome Baby, Soldier Sister Fly Home, The Navajo Year, and more. Each book appears to highlight a particular aspect of Diné life and culture. And I'm wondering if you can talk about First Laugh, Welcome Baby. I would enjoy um, telling about that one because uh, First Laugh is a very special ceremony that the Navajo have um, that seems like almost um, no, no other culture has this exact celebration. For the Navajo, the um, child becomes fully human when they first laugh. And there's a, that person who can make that baby laugh from then on has a very special relationship with the child, sort of like a, a godparent. And the whole clan, the whole family comes together to celebrate uh, this child becoming part of becoming a part of the human race. Uh, and a very special aspect of it is that every every guest is greeted with a bit of salt and also a blessing that uh, laughter is sacred. Laughter is healing, and laughter is something that we share with others. And also a very strong re- reminder that as a member of, of, of the human family, that um, we share whatever we have and we treat people with kindness and um, we give what we can give. And, and that's part of uh, being a human being as well. I was especially um, so pleased. I am co-author of the book. Uh, my uh, other author is Rose Tahe, Navajo Elder, Unfortunately, she has passed on, but uh, she taught me so much. She was fluent in both Navajo and English, both spoken and written. Very unusual. She grew up very traditional in a hogan, and um, it was just an amazing gift to do this book together. The illustrator, too, is Navajo, and he added some wonderful touches, one of which is the um, sheep that are found on every page. And the Navajo have a saying that sheep is life. And for them, uh, they're taking care of their sheep. And the sheep provides, you know, food, clothing, um, everything they need other than shelter. So uh, this book, uh, it's been very exciting. And it is a book that was recognized internationally by the White Raven Youth Library in uh, Germany. That's fabulous. I know your books have won countless awards, 
And I guess that's a testament to, you know, a lot of people seeing themselves in your book, you know, in, in all of your books. But, you know, you mentioned the Hogan, and you have another book about uh, great-grandfather's Hogan. Yes, and um, the Hogan is the traditional, um, you know, home structure. In some ways, it reminds you of an igloo, only made, of course, of of the earth, the tamped earth and uh, timber. But the Hogan is uh, still a very... A sacred place for the Navajo, and they may be living in, in an apartment in downtown Denver, but they will go back to the, the Navajo Nation for their ceremonies, and the ceremonies are always conducted in a hogan. And every aspect of the hogan has has a um, it it is a symbol of whether it's the earth or the sky or um, the deities. And uh, in this book, uh, what I tried to bring together was the traditional as well as the contemporary. And so so many times when we open a book about uh, Native people, it talks about in the past. And, you know, they are so alive and so so uh, strong in their culture in the present as well. And that's a, a real gift that they are, can give to each of us. Uh, I want to share with you what probably one of my most fun moments was I was talking to a uh, a second grade class on the Navajo Nation at many farms. And this little fellow, we're just talking about Cowboy Up, Ride the Navajo Rodeo, which is a very strong t- tradition also in the, on the Navajo Nation. And he um, he raised his hand and he showed, he stood up, kind of pulled up his, his shirt a little bit, and there was this big buckle, the champion peewee rider. Uh, and he had this big grin on his face. And then he said to me, I am in this book. And what you had just said, Amy, is, um, is indeed what I think every author strives is to have a book that speaks to the child where they can see themselves in the book. And that book, Cowboy Up, looks to be delightful because it's it's a book about the Navajo Rodeo and it also has photographs in there. Yes, Jan Sonemeyer. Well, I had never met the uh, editor chose uh, chose her work, and I was very pleased. She has a, I think, a very uh, she's so skilled at capturing kind of that inner, the inner spirit, the inner light. Right. And um, uh, she, when she said yes, she would do the book. She contacted me, and uh, of course, she was living there at Chinle, and she was asking for uh, a schedule of when the rodeos are happening. And I, I said, you know, there's no written schedule. You just have to hear by word of mouth. <laughs> sure. So having never met her before, she came out with her son. And for two weeks, we basically, you know, lived together, going from rodeo, little rodeo to little rodeo. Is the, the real heart of rodeo is in the backyards. And in in, in, instead of having baseball fields, you find a, a rodeo arena in all the small towns. That's wonderful. She took over 2,000 pictures wow. to put that book together. That's amazing. So it's called Cowboy Up Navajo Rodeo. There's, I'm missing a couple of words. Cowboy Up, Ride the Navajo Rodeo. Ride yeah. the Navajo Rodeo, right. It's, and and uh, these books are available at your website. Could you give us that web address really quickly? Oh, sure. So it's the www and then Nancy Bo. 
just B-O, flood, lots of water, flood.com. Okay. okay, that's Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, B-O-F-L-O-O-D.com. And there are all kinds of things on that website, including a way to um, purchase all of these books. And my guess is some of these books are probably at local libraries, are they not? Oh, I, yes, I hope so. I yes, hope so, too. And you can, um, very nice, um, Sawyer's Closet or Attic. I always get confused. And Carbondale. Oh, Sawyer's Closet, right. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Glenwood, uh, Boys and Gaps in Glenwood okay. also have, has the book. Have, they have the books. Okay, great. That's wonderful. Well, I'm wondering, we just have a few minutes left, Nancy Flood. And I'm wondering, what has it been like to be a non-Native person writing about Navajo life or Navajo issues. I mean, one of your books, uh, Soldier Sister Fly Home, takes a look at being part Anglo and part Diné, and it, you know, it's uh, looks at a contemporary issue of um, uh, war veterans. Can you talk about what it's like being a non-Native person writing about Native life? Yes, and I certainly want you to know that uh, I've, I never do it lightly, or um, it's, it's kind of a, it's a serious decision. Shall I, shall I, shall I go into that territory? And only the um, only with the approval of the Navajo with whom I'm working. So, um, Soldiers Fly Home is dedicated to Lori Paestawa, who was the first Native American woman to die on foreign soil um, during the invasion of Iraq. And I got to know her family, and it was only with the permission of her family. Even though the book is not exactly about Lori, I was uh, there in Tuba City when Lori went missing. I'll never forget the morning I walked into the the one grocery store, Bosch's, and at the very front of the grocery store were a couple of uh, tables covered with white tablecloths and candles, and the candles were lit, and um, this the, there was something handwritten, please, everybody, um, pray for Lori, and may, may our light bring her back home. My students uh, and I just um, talked and talked that day about what was happening, and from that, I uh, came to know the Payestawa family, and it was only with their permission and their guidance that I, I would uh, venture into writing from my heart about um, two sisters who are biracial, and Lori was biracial as well. And I, I'll never forget the time that um, Lori's mom called me up and said, I am so glad that your main character is biracial because it was so hard for Lori to, to deal with that. And it is a hard thing. That's um, a story un- unto itself, isn't it? I mean, you could write a book about what it was like to write your books and uh, living <laughs> down there. I do always say there's a story behind every book. There is. There's a story. And that one is an absolutely beautiful story. It's an amazing family that um, just welcomes everyone in and, and shares shares their thoughts and their life. Well, um, Nancy Flood, we only have about a minute left, and I'd like to talk a little bit about um, briefly, very briefly, about uh, your next project. We talked about a little bit about uh, Walking Grandma Home, and you're also revising a novel called Prisoners of War. Can you briefly talk about why you're revising it and revisiting it? 
Yes, I, so, um, a novel that really took, for middle grade readers or yeah, perhaps young adults, but it took, the, the seed of it occurred right here in Glenwood Springs when I was a counselor at Child and Family Counseling. And um, my focus was always on the children, but of course children have parents. And what was happening at, during that time was the Vietnam, especially the Vietnam vets were having such a hard time uh, coming back into this society and um, with PTSD as well as many other problems. And I worked with um, a family that um, it, it, was, it was just a tough, tough, tough time. And the courage of the child, and in that case, the, the Vietnam vet got into trouble and ended up in prison. The mother had already died. And this young girl visited her father every month uh, in uh, maximum security prison um, over, you know, it's a, what, four or five hour drive from here. I'll never forget, you know, the courage of, and the importance of, of that child that continue to have a relationship with her father. We are out of time. I'm really sorry. Okay. We'll have to have you on again. <laughs> but uh, really, thank you, Dr. Nancy Bow Flood, for taking the time. Good luck with the new book that was published, I Will Dance. And we'll look forward to um, Walking Grandma Home and Prisoner of War coming out soon. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, everyone, so very much. Have a wonderful evening. This is Valley Voices. Stay tuned for NPR's All Things Considered.